This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Best Friends Back All Right, Season 2, baby. That's right, baby. The show where two high school best friends try the best friend thing again, again. I'm Stevie Wynn-Levine. And I'm Negin Homaifar. And boy, did we miss y'all. It's been it's been a hot moment. It has. Have you been okay? I've just um, felt like, like my Fridays have been a little less exciting. Well, you know, the general have you been okay, I get, are you asking like for the podcast sake or just like in my life? No, I, I'm I'm it's like the superficial. Oh, so, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. You didn't want to yeah, actually yeah. know. I have been great. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> but a lot has happened. We we uh, you know, I don't know if you know, we announced Mythicon, our big festival. It looks so freaking fun. Dude, we have so much coming out still that we haven't announced. We we launched a new podcast, Dispatches from Myrtle Beach with Link's dad. So cute. Um, Rhett and Link died in the past month. And then um, came back to life, then right? Then came back to life. Good <laughs> Mythical Summer's launching next week. We had all of Pride Month that happened. Oh, my God. Uh, it was also Kishmish, my dog's birthday. Oh, so a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. A lot um, of things happening. Sorry, that wasn't in my initial list. Um, <laughs> how is Pride in Atlanta? Is it hot in multiple ways? It's really hot. And, well, Pride is not like a one thing isn't it like a month-long thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. in LA, they kind of, they've expanded the celebrations over the years. So there's like a whole calendar and like, I guess West Hollywood and like LA split up with each other. They're like in a fight. So they each do their own thing. And then in addition, <laughs> like downtown LA was like, I'm not part of LA, I guess. I'm I'm also doing my own thing. And then lesbians do their own thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Lesbians are like, fuck them all, you know? <laughs> so if I were to come to L.A. and I wanted to go to the best Pride event, where would I go? See, okay, that's the thing. As an almost 35-year-old woman, my mm -hmm. favorite Pride like event is being gay at, at home. home. on the couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will say my DMs took an interesting turn this month, and I don't know if it was because of Pride Celebration. That's, like, what brought it out. But, you know, usually I get some... I get a wide variety of DMs. I get some, mm -hmm. I want a job. I get some, here's some unsolicited ideas. So you got my DM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I get some, you know, DMs from guys. And I think we all know what I mean by that. Right. But I don't bad, really. Bad, bad guys. Not, yeah, gross. Like, And a lot of like, um, and not to kink shame, but a lot of very specific like, you know, like fart related things, sexual, like sexual, uh, harassment. Interesting it's kinks. called sexual harassment. Yes. Um, <laughs> but ladies don't usually roll that way, except for the other morning when I rolled over to, to, to check the latest DMs. I had, uh, not one, but two, uh, DMs from women and, and, you know, Maybe women, because one, I couldn't, like, actually see their profile, so I just saw the the photo. Mm -hmm. That DM was, like, hardcore, like, made me, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm reading these words. And also, like, oh, no. what you're describing you want to do seems, like, very painful to me and not at all attractive to me. But it was, like, 
sexually explicit in like such a oh dude DM type of way. Um, and I was like, that's interesting. And I saved it and I deleted it. <laughs> and then, and, and then, and sorry uh, if this person's listening and you didn't mean this to be sexual, but then I had a DM from a, a woman who uh, actually was DMing about Mythicon. She's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so this should be interesting when I, if I meet her. Um, she's going to be there and she couldn't uh, get the VIP ticket. And she was angling for uh, a meeting with me. And her proposition was that she would teach me how to cut a mango. And I don't know what that is in reference to. And I initially didn't really take it that sexually until I clicked on her profile and found out that she's an OnlyFans exhibitor. Uh, and and the majority of her content is uh, geared towards that. And then I Explicit. just was thinking, like, what does that mean? You're going to teach me how to cut a mango. <laughs> okay, well, I hope. I hope it's like the literal meaning of it because mangoes are actually really hard to cut. And so that would be a great addition, like great. Okay, so addition. you're you think I should DM her back and say, <laughs> okay, this is on three p.m. I will let September. you cut my mango. <laughs> Whatever, please cut my mango in Austin in October. Is what well, I we wonder if she meant to DM the people at Mythical Kitchen because it's a little bit more <laughs> yeah. of a food related <laughs> yeah. request. Wow! So you have had um. That's that's pretty exciting. A lot has happened. I don't know. I what? mean, it's two it's two DMs over the course of years from women. I mean, I think most most women don't don't DM in that fashion. But I am. I'll mm. I'll update everyone on um, mm-hmm. what cutting mm-hmm. a mango means. Have you gotten any uh, sexually explicit uh, DMs in your inbox over the past few weeks? Gosh, the truth is, if I have, I would have not taken them sexually. I think I would have assumed like mm. a very literal whatever meaning of it and I would have been like thank you heart (laughs) (laughs) oh not to this one I'm thinking about I just I can't even vocalize what it said I I actually don't want to know yeah it seems disgusting I don't I don't want (laughs) to tell you (laughs) oh my gosh okay well we've had a couple of weeks of break and we went to Zach and I went to New York yes you were up there for Tribeca for Tribeca Film Festival. It was my, which by the way, they call now just Tribeca Festival because they've added audio storytelling oh, and a host of me. other other visual and um, audio arts. So it's okay. not just a film festival. Here you go <laughs> talking up a, a little fest organization <laughs> let again. Me, let me <laughs> tell you about the background of this. <laughs> but I was there for my very first movie premiere. Woo! And guys... I fucking love New York. <laughs> yeah. How oh, many times my have God. you been to New York before, though? I've been to New York a ton of times, but each time for like a couple days on the weekend. Okay. Right? And every time I go, I'm visiting a friend and they are taking me everywhere. Like, I'm rarely alone in New York. And this time we were there for a week and a half and I was taking that the subway everywhere. That is a long time. Oh, I love it, and I need to just keep talking New York into my reality. Because where 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 do you stay? We stayed with a friend in Harlem, actually, uh, oh. uh, an old high school friend, a Greensboro oh, friend. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, but all the festival stuff was in like Tribeca, Battery Park, Chelsea area. Yeah. Um, and God, that subway is amazing. I just. <laughs> 
Just like the Trans- organization of it and how quickly you can get places or everything was quick and they have the most amazing thing, which I think a lot of stations have now, but you don't have to buy a card to get everywhere. You just tap your phone and mm, it works with technology. Apple Pay. So it's just seamless. So seamless. And so I'm there. The premiere is a ton of fun. It's 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 really fantastic. Was there a red carpet situation? There was a red carpet situation. Oh, girl. There was a there was a um Everybody loves Raymond situation, which was the mm. highlight for my father. I'm so my need dad. More. <laughs> so I've been trying to keep my like family abreast of of what's going on at the festival, um, and uh, my my parents are not in the biz, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not, yeah. They don't do anything entertainment related, and. There's an education there, I think, to understand what some of this stuff is. Like, I'm learning it all. Um, And my dad wasn't saying anything to any of the pictures or any of the things I was messaging. (laughs) And so finally, I see Brad Garrett and Ray Romano. Why do you say finally like that? Like, was that uh, you were anticipating seeing? I finally had something that my father would understand. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I had good what a weird like celebrity wish i'm going to new york and i really hope i get hopefully. to see ray romano hopefully i see bobby flay <laughs> yeah good point so i see them not expecting it of course brad garrett's in this really cute film cha-cha real smooth recommend it um and i send my dad a picture like dad look something you'll understand my dad watches everybody loves raymond before bed every night every night <gasps> what yes like present day present day oh yeah it's like on maybe i don't know tbs or one of like channel 23 or 24 in greensboro <laughs> but it's like but it's syndicated it's reruns it's, yeah yeah. Oh, yeah 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 but he is watching it he laughs to it at night and he falls oh asleep to it at night gosh. and so once i sent that photo I was like, okay, now he thinks I've made it. <laughs> what, what, did, what did he say in response? Well, first, to be honest, he didn't recognize them. <laughs> and that my mom recognized him immediately and then had to tell him. They were like, it's the guys from Everybody Loves Raymond. And then he was very excited. Was this photo like voyeuristic? Was it like of them on the red carpet? Was it like them at dinner and you like took it like a creep? Like... <laughs> What, what's happening? okay? I was creeping. I was. It was not like a selfie situation. I was walking by another movie premiere that they were in, or that Brad Garrett was yeah. in, and I took it. And I was like, "This is the first time that I'm taking this photo of somebody." I, like it felt weird. <laughs> it felt weird to take a photo of yeah, somebody but they were like the around carpet. press, right? Like there were ca- cameras going off. Like it wasn't like a personal moment. That yeah, you were that's true. On. So maybe not like, so not weird then. Okay, yeah, that makes fine. me feel better. Yeah, <laughs> but I was like, uh, here I am with my iPhone. I'm like, it's for my dad. I promise, it's not a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, who are you? We're not who listening are to the thing you're saying. <laughs> anyway, that was a great moment. But I also did have this. Like, I don't know, seeing so many people in film in one place did make me come to a little bit of a theory on famous people, Mm -hmm. which was... I'm only going to make noises this season, by the way. I'm not going (laughs) to fully ask questions. I think they have three three things. Mm -hmm. They have large feet, Mm -hmm. large faces, Mm -hmm. and good hair. I think those three things are like a pretty... Pretty good indication yeah. that somebody is 
uh, screen famous. I think Rhett and Link are a good example of this. It, yes, but- yes. You deviated on the last point because because you could have said good large hair. hair. Yeah, you said large feet, large face, good good yeah. hair or great hair. I guess could I could have be said large, large hair could because be large they hair. have it. Rent yes. Link have all three of those things. Brad Garrett, though, last time I checked, I haven't yeah. really, you yeah. know, checked Not up on Not a lot of guy. hair. Not Yeah, the hair thing doesn't. But he's so tall that maybe it makes up for the, right, he's like a large man. Yeah. So your takeaway, your takeaway from Tribeca was this I only have good hair. Theory. <laughs> I only have the good <laughs> hair. Good I need to get, I need to grow a large face and grow large feet. So. Okay. Work in progress, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so we asked you guys on Twitter what you wanted to hear this season. Uh, I said it was a clean slate. We, we have moved past high school and we're just hanging out. And we got some some really great responses from friends. We have a comment from at Christy 020259 uh, who says, what are some important moments where your entire perspective changed about something? Which Ooh. is nice. That's a, that's a deep one. Um, another, oh, a Kirsty. I was going to say another Kirsty. A Kirsty K underscore Scarpetta says, to be honest, I'm loving hearing the female perspective on things. But if pushed, I'd say, what about the family traditions you've kept up versus those you've consciously decided need to stop with your parents' generations? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, which I thought was really uh, insightful. <laughs> I need to start cutting some traditions <laughs> in order to answer that. All right, let's talk at Christmas time, Kirsty. <laughs> and then um, at Adsit Sarah uh, says, the transition to adulthood and embracing your own version of womanhood, at what point, if ever, did you finally, truly, feely, feely, <laughs> finally feel truly comfortable and confident in yourselves and who you are? Mm-hmm. Um, which is also great. Really great questions. Yeah. So I thought that today we could talk about eel sex. <laughs> yes. Yes, friends. You've heard it here first. We're talking about eel sex today. And not oh, one of you said you wanted wow. to hear us talk about eel sex, but uh, that's what I'm bringing to the table. Uh, wow. And to be clear, I guess, just... Yes. We're not going to spend the entire episode talking about yes, this. Yes, for those of you who so. don't want to talk about eel sex. <laughs> well, we, okay, so we each decided to bring something to talk about that the other person doesn't know that we're bringing to talk about. So Something um, that's just been on our mind. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and so I think a lot about eel sex um, because I'm a creep. <laughs> Where did this come from? I'm so curious. Okay, so I'll back up and I'll, and I'll kind of give the context to all this because it, it's... 
Uh, those of you who are like TikTok obsessed like I am, you may have also been thinking about eel sex, maybe possibly at the end of 2021. When is when I first saw this TikTok in question that spawned this whole thing? So there's an account called uh, Cole the Science Dude, and he had a TikTok that came out uh, around the end of last year where he basically said, we know so much. We've been to the moon. But did you know that we don't know where eels come from? And I was like, I'm sorry. What? Like, come again? (laughs) Come again? (laughs) Which I guess is the question. Um, And so immediately (laughs) I was like, holy shit, could this be true? And so I started poking around the internet like right after this came out. And there weren't a lot of articles about it. It was still just a TikTok-based thing. But I started reading up on um, this idea, and it's kind of true. Like, all of the all the smart people in the world know so many things, but they couldn't for the longest freaking time figure out where freshwater eels came from. And but they know where the saltwater ones come okay, from? Okay, so yeah, so they're different, like, species or, um, gosh, now I'm going to have to... Types. I, yeah. Of of eel, <laughs> but like the freshwater eel, they're American freshwater eel and European freshwater eel. They get into like lakes and rivers. And oh, okay. Yeah. So not like the little mermaid eels. Because that's exactly that's what the, I thought. No, of when no, you no. Said eels. The, yeah, these eels are like the mostly like black looking, like kind of snaky looking Snake. ones. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so basically at the turn of the century. Um, Sigmund Freud actually did a lot of research into eels, and the New Yorker did a piece about this because there was a period of time, I guess, where Sigmund Freud would spend his entire day go- mm-hmm. going, getting eels and cutting them open to try and find their freaking gonads, like some kind of oh. reproductive thing inside of them, and he yeah. couldn't find it. And so for years and years, they couldn't find how eels actually reproduced and it Procreated. became this this mystery but what we know and i'm gonna butcher the summary of it i hope you're all really interested in this <laughs> essentially eels don't reproduce until they're in their like final life cycle until they're like about to die that's when they start oh. to form the ability to produce sperm and eggs But Mm -hmm. in order to reproduce in the wild, they all go to a specific sea in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, this is the Atlantic and the European. Yes. Yes. What? And so scientists have never been able to observe the actual reproduction process happening in the wild and they've done all these weird things like they've attached like gps things and like done all this tracking to try and witness this happen in the wild and they haven't been able to what they've been able to do is which sounds terrible they like force feed hormones to kickstart the kind of maturity process in freshwater eels to watch them uh, reproduce in captivity. Um, So what they've been able to see is essentially they like get near each other and then the sperm Mm -hmm. and the egg kind of float into the water between them. And then that's how more eels come. 
more eels. That's how more it's, eels it's, come. Wait, it's an out of body experience. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Yes. Yes. Which I guess is not atypical to some other kind of marine life. Okay. Um, but the the weird thing is that it only happens in the freaking Bermuda Triangle. And then what they also don't know is how. So basically, like the little, uh, you know, eel babies, they somehow find their way from the Bermuda Triangle into the rivers and lakes that you're used to on <laughs> in Europe and America. But they don't know. They don't understand how they know where to go well, or how where? they get there or anything. Isn't that, that is crazy? so crazy? Isn't that, that is so crazy? crazy. That is, how uh, how weird is that? Like how what a strange mating well, also, ritual. Isn't the Bermuda Triangle I always remember it like growing up thinking the Bermuda Triangle was this really scary place. Like there was tons of ships that sunk yeah. in the Bermuda Triangle. So that's all something true. is happening. Something yeah. is happening there. It's the only, I guess the sea itself, which it's called Sargasso Sargasso Sea. It's in a part of it's in the Bermuda Triangle and it's the uh-huh. only ocean that doesn't have any land as its barriers it just has like a bunch of different currents essentially that make it into its own like sea yeah um but it's in the bermuda triangle how freaking insane is that like i just thought i just thought we'd know all these things think about all the all the technology we have and yet no you know we don't know we don't know I've heard that, I mean, we just generally don't know a lot about what happens in the ocean. Oh, my gosh. I saw another TikTok recently, and it was talking (laughs) about how they found this giant, uh, what they thought was a wall in the ocean that went from, like, the top of the ocean down to the bottom. And they thought it was a solid wall, but it actually is made up of millions of little fish that for some reason are just, like, stacked in a wall. The ocean is terrifying. Yeah. I don't go yeah. in it, and I I never will because, well, unless an eel comes up and is like, hey, I'm going. No, actually, no, I wouldn't follow an eel into the Bermuda Triangle. What am I thinking? Yeah. I'm not that person who would do that. Um, but you would watch the documentary of the person that did that. Yeah, I would, I would watch clips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for all that. Um, but wow. So, Yes. Things I didn't know. I think that I was going to go down a rabbit hole of like things that we collectively as a society don't know. But then I was like, I think that might be really terrifying and not like the greatest feeling for people to use our podcast as like an escapist moment for. Like here's a giant (laughs) list of like unknown things. The other things we don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But while I was looking up the, uh, the New Yorker piece on the eel sex mystery i was reminded of another eel-based tiktok uh phenomenon that's happening your algorithm is real messed up girl (laughs) have you heard of eel daddy oh god no i have not well you're about to hear about him Oh. oh my god okay so eel daddy his handle is cow turtle and it's this 25-year-old dude. He's a aquarium store manager. Essentially, this dude, whose real name is Nick Tobler, 
His brother's garage, he discovered under a manhole that he had like a rain cistern situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And it essentially looks like a little like basement under the garage, basically, where Mm -hmm. rain would flow and be collected to use as, as gray water on things. And he decided, you know what this could be? A pit for eels. What? So he's put like these little concrete pavers in. Mm. Um, come yeah. on, Logan, you're just a, a ledge. You're a construction just a ledge. <laughs> uh, what are the things called? <laughs> concrete, not concrete pavers. Uh, the Slabs. blocks, you know, cement. No, no, cement gosh. Block. Okay. Anyway, so he's like standing on concrete, in in this what looks like a basement with like two feet of water like on the floor and then some like gravel that he's he's built. And a few weeks ago, he got a delivery of 10 freshwater oh, eels into this freaking thing under his garage. And then he set up this like camping chair, like a foldable camping chair in to- the corner to watch the eels. And they're oh, freaking eel pit. Oh, but maybe he is trying to understand how eels procreate. Well, he can't be unless he has the the hormones that he feeds them <laughs> and then he watches them do the thing. You'd be surprised what you can order on Alibaba. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be eel hormones <laughs> shopping. <laughs> Did he say why? Okay, yeah, there are some really good quotes in here, including he says, I don't even think the eel pit's the coolest thing I do, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Adding animal habitats to his home is nothing new for Tobler. He said he had about 15 tortoises, several lizards, and fish. A catfish named Vanessa lives in the eel pit. (laughs) which is also home to an aquarium with two crayfish named ketchup and mayonnaise. I keep a lot of weird, weird kinds of different animals that not many people are actually keeping or have interest in. So he sees himself as like having a sanctuary. (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't know if by the time this episode comes out, he might be celebrated as like an eel king. He might be shunned as as a as a hater of of eels. But right now. He's eel daddy, which is He's a good daddy. neutral. It's a it's a neutral. But I'm going to give you my just just you know I have not done this research myself, <laughs> but based on what you've shared with me, and I know it's for entertainment purposes, but I'm really uncomfortable <laughs> with this information. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling worried about the eels. Yeah, like, it doesn't seem like Although, it's an interesting. It's not an interesting environment. Well, for them. Yeah, I'm not aware of an eel and like what is a typical eel environment? <laughs> like I don't like, know. Freshwater, salt. I mean, well, it seems like they have they're, access they're freshwater. to movement. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But they're trapped. They're tra- they maybe, are trapped. Yeah. But yeah, this guy's coming nice. from an environment right. where people where the animals are trapped. So You're right. Do you not feel weird going to zoos? I've started I, to feel I do weird feel going weird to going to zoos, yeah. 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 And it's it started for me actually when I got a dog. Really? Not really before. Yeah. Cuz <laughs> I wouldn't that, like go to zoos. You didn't care about animals. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do much like animal interfacing activity. Yeah, yeah. And then once once Kishmish came into the picture, 
I guess I like thought about it a little bit more and it made me really sad. <laughs> Some zoos are okay. They rescue animals and they take care of them and they're animals that okay. can't go back into the wild and they need to be kept in captivity. They need to be. I'm okay. so pretty sure that like the big zoos that are that people frequent, like San Diego Zoo, etc., I think that they are they do have programs that, I don't know what I'm talking why am I talking about I San Diego know. Zoo I don't know maybe yeah. they're horrible I'm not because, sure because like SeaWorld which is not well, San Diego sea Zoo World. right but SeaWorld's no. supposed to be real bad yeah yeah we, we've all seen clips of that documentary I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't wow. think we're, we're not going to be we're not going to be going okay. to this eel pit. I'm just going to call wow. it now. I don't think we're going to get an invite after this. Yep. Um, eel, although eel daddy is not happy with us. Eel daddy has picked out some names for some of the eels, including Neil, which I got to give it to eel daddy. It's a pretty good name for an eel. Neil. Neil the eel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then the other names are bathtub. And Crunchwrap Supreme, which aren't as clever as oh. Neil, but um, oh, Tobler noted the eels were peaceful to anything that quote doesn't fit in their mouths. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he said he hoped they would eat out of his hand after some training. Oh man, mm. you know this dude's under there mm-hmm. in his camping chair, like freaking yeah. touching the eels. Totally. If Neil. Or Eel Daddy's family, if you have not heard from him in 48 hours, better check that rain cistern. <laughs> check Crunchwrap Supreme's belly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you really took this in a direction that is yeah. far, far from the one I took. <laughs> it, well, my direction was and I like supremely that. heartfelt. And uh, I feel like I was yeah. uh, sharing information that everyone I, was, you know, really interested in knowing. It's something I knew nothing about, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. Think about okay. that when you try and fall asleep tonight. So I I um, went down a rabbit hole this week because I've been doing a lot of vintage shopping lately. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, I wasn't I wasn't buying a thing. I was so yeah. uninspired. I love clothes. I love fashion. Couldn't bring myself to buy anything though, because what yeah. was I dressing for? But yeah. now that we're going out, it's just so much more fun. And I am finding that while I love a vintage dress, I mean, I love like the silhouettes of the 50s, 60s, 70s. So freaking okay. cool. The fabrics are unbreathable. Okay. So. <sighs> what are we I talking? Just, what are we I'm talking, talking like polyesters. Like okay. Polyesters. There's some wools. Yeah. Um, stiff fabrics. Okay. Just like. As soon as you put it on, you know if you're if you're generating any kind of perspiration, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. trapped and it's never leaving those fibers. <laughs> okay, I don't know. And why. this is probably like a dry cleaning situation only, too, right? Yeah, yeah. which you know I hate. Yeah, I which hate. you have to gather all your dry cleaning and go up to Greensboro once a year <laughs> to to for those dry competitive clean. prices. <laughs> dry clean that whole wardrobe, but I. It made me think, I mean, because this last week especially, I was doing some of this vintage kind of hunting in New York, and it was hot as Hades. Yeah. Ooh. So. It was hot over here. Oh. I made the mistake of trying things on, and I was just, it was bad. It was really bad. And it just made me think, like, I know global warming, you know, is making our temperature. Sorry. Is that a controversial thing to say? (laughs) (laughs) No. 
experiencing hotter than normal temperatures, but things got hot in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Yeah. Things were hot. And I like, how did people deal with body odor? That's a good, oh yeah, I wonder what, what kind of deodorant existed in the 50s. Well, I'm so glad that you have that question because I looked it up. Oh! <laughs> wow, that was so satisfying. Wow. Asking okay. a question and knowing that you have the answer for it. Oh, feels, it oh. feels good. Yeah. It feels good. So I, I was, you know, I started this wondering, like, if, if people in the mid-20th century had issues with body odor. But I, I went back into the, like, the Middle Ages. So Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Give it okay, to me. so people have been sweating and creating body odor for the entirety of their lives. Like the Egyptians were making essential oils and body oils to mask smells. Okay. Um, Romans and Greeks, like people had bathhouses, right? People were trying to be clean. But then when the Middle Ages came, bubonic plague, other like things came out where tons of people died. And they thought the reason people were dying was because of, like, shared air, right? And guys, yeah, you can fact check me. I am probably wrong with some of this stuff, but let's just go with it. (laughs) They have so much fact checking to do in this episode. I mean, the people listening, no one else can do it. (laughs) For the longest time, people weren't bathing to avoid catching a disease, right? They were obviously wrong about that. They thought that, like... Um, bathing oh, oh, would oh. soften your would soften the skin and would let in impurities. Right, got it. Okay, so okay. so people in general pe- places stunk like the royal courts smelled yeah. like ass. <laughs> smelled like yeah. Ass. I I knew about the whole like bouquet the bouquets that women would carry aren't weren't just yes. be pretty. Yeah, it was I like, didn't know that they were wearing bouquets. Oh girl, I've been to so many living museums. <laughs> oh my. God. <laughs> I love but that yes, shit. <laughs> people had bouquets. They had little wristlets that would, they would call them like what, posies? Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. thought you would love this one, nosegays. Nosegays? <laughs> nosegays, yeah. Like how Which do you, translates what do you mean? to nose joy, like in the old version of what gay. How do you spell what, that? Like The how, way you think. Really? N-O-S-E-G-A-Y-S, nosegays. They had these things, but they were all about covering the smell, Right. Um, yeah, so antiperspirants, yeah. antiperspirants came into play much later. I think in like the eight, late 1800s, someone in America, I'm sure this shit happened elsewhere in the world, but we have information on when it happened in America. In <laughs> the late like 1800s for antiperspirant? Yeah. That's honestly earlier than I would have thought. Oh, really? Well, because like deodorant and antiperspirant are two different things. Exactly. Deodorant kind of being more of a masking situation. So I just, yeah. I kind of would have thought it would have started along those lines first. And then the like antiperspirant seems like a scientific discovery of some sort. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the perfumes and stuff that has that happened for like a millennia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before, the, the, right? the, the masking of things. So yeah. the antiperspirant was, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a technological <laughs> development in the bo antiperspirant game. Man, what a game changer! But I'm wondering in these outfits that I'm buying now, like how did women deal with sweating? Right, because everything, everything that I've bought so far has been like kind of, um, it's been pretty tight on the frame, so it's mm. not like they're loose sleeves. 
where you can air out your pits. And guess what they used? In the 50s? Yeah, call okay. it in the mid-50s. Mid <laughs> okay. There's something called a dress shield, okay. which um, they had like rubber or cloth dress shields, which is basically like a pad stuck to the inside of your armpit. Oh. Isn't that brilliant? Wait, 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 wait. Tell me about the construction of these things. What was it made out of? Rubber? There were rubber dress shields. <laughs> well, which, what in the which heck? Which is like chafing. Yeah, I don't, I don't totally. But get also, it. like, wouldn't that cause just like a humid, a humid <laughs> environment in which you could put eels? Oh, uh, yeah, the, the, that's right. <laughs> no, but like, if you put rubber on your pit and then you sweat, then it would be. Like all wet and like- it'd be wet and you chafed and all of that. But you know, there were people were wearing corsets that were breaking their ribs too. So like this is only this was not in the pursuit of helping women or smelling better. It was only in like protecting per- the dress. Exactly. It was all about protecting the fra- fabric. And there are ads that I found that were like you know the if you wear deodorant or antiperspirant and if you don't. And one was a woman who was like holding her child, her beautiful angelic child in the air strongly. And then the woman, (laughs) oh, no, 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 no. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. The woman with antiperspirant, her child is on on the ground with a beautiful halo on her, like she's some angel and the woman is smelling flowers. And the woman that didn't wear the antiperspirant is holding this big kid up in the air and she has like a white stain going down her side. So if you wear antiperspirant, you don't need to touch your child anymore and your child becomes an angel. Yeah, you become an independent woman. You're just doing your own thing. Your child's just in the background. Wow. Yeah. So I I found this really interesting. And actually, I'm like, why aren't we using that today? That advertising because- technique? <laughs> The, 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 uh, what are they called? The, oh, the dress shield? The dress shield. Yeah. It's basically, I mean, what it looked like actually was a shoulder pad. It looks like a shoulder pad. Yeah. I haven't seen it in my 30 some years of life. I have never seen a dress shield. But when I looked it up online, they are selling contemporary versions of it. And it's like in the line of, (laughs) in the line of like, you know, like the boob tape (laughs) and the double-sided tape. Yeah, I know the boob tape. That same company, that the same like set of companies that do that also sell that, which I just thought was really interesting. So are you getting a bunch of dress shields then? I think I'm going to try it out because I'm really curious. Oh, wow. Logan is showing me (laughs) quite possibly the sexiest photo (laughs) of a woman wearing a nude bra and a nude oh yeah i think i saw that one does it kind of like snake up her body it almost looks like a knee pad on the armpit area yeah it looks like a shoulder pad but uh yeah yeah yeah, right there interesting i kind of am into that in a weird way i don't know there's something about it that seems i mean i don't wear a lot of vintage dresses i feel as if you should get these things i think i should get them but even if you wear I'm thinking of like, you know, you probably have like a really nice wool sweater or something where I feel like wool traps, (laughs) wool traps sweat and smell (laughs) and heat. So like instead of dry cleaning that thing every time just because of your pits, put in a little panty liner or a dress uh, dress shield. What if that's the newest like e-com thing on mythical.com is like mythical branded like dress (laughs) shield armpit pads. (laughs) 
I'm actually, Best friends I'm back only all right. half kidding about that. Yeah, that's our first merch <laughs> item. <laughs> I'm partially kidding, but I'm partially like, I don't know. I that think seems kind of cool. I'll order some. Okay. Test it out and let you know how it goes because I I really thought this is the first thing in a while that I've seen that I'm like, oh, I actually, that could add value to my life. And I, I sweat a lot and I feel like, I don't know, are you, you don't seem like a big sweater to me. I'm... I do think that I'm a little bit of a sweater, honestly. And okay. I sleep hot too, which I know is oh. not attractive. I see. That's why you said oh like that. I don't like being a, slo- <laughs> a slop <laughs> hot sleeper. I don't like being a slop. But uh I think that I am. Cause dogs always gather towards me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm speaking about actual dogs, not not um women or or you know uh, <laughs> like real dogs. I love bad bitches because <laughs> Well also like I in my house, I'm not called eel daddy, but actually Ringo, <laughs> my dog, does call me daddy. <laughs> Uh, oh. He doesn't speak English, but uh, you know when we saying. talk for him, I'm referred to as daddy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, so cute. I'm used to being daddy in my house. I, I'm not <gasps> eel daddy, but I am Ringo's daddy. Ringo's daddy. Yeah, Ringo's daddy. Speaking of sweating, I feel like I have to cycle through deodorants pretty regularly, <gasps> like different brands. Um, okay, I, w- I would like to be talking about this. I This is a topic that you don't, like, talk about with people often, but I have noticed this about myself, too, that, like, at a certain point, it'll just not it work stops for working. me. Okay, yes. is that that's yes. a typical thing? Because I don't I hear don't know anyone ever typical. talk about that. We need to bring a dermatologist onto this show to talk about it, but don't I feel... deodorant. <laughs> I feel like I have to cycle through brands every two or three months, and <gasps> I haven't found... I haven't found... The one I like because I feel like the one I like will be one that I could use consistently. That is right? a that's a frequent cycle through. I thought you were gonna say years instead of months, but two to oh, three months. Two to three months. Yeah. I have maybe overactive sweat glands. I don't know. In middle school though, <laughs> I was so self-conscious yeah. of sweating. Of everything. I don't I don't remember I don't remember having BO, but I remember sweating a lot. And my mom took me to the uh, pediatrician and he prescribed me like a a prescription deodorant or antiperspirant. Huh. And it changed my life. It changed my life because I was so self-conscious of pits. What happened to that then? Oh, my God. You know, you have to stop using it. You can't use that stuff forever. Well, antiperspirant is, yeah, is bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that I only used it for a little bit. Okay. But you use deodorant regularly or do you use it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. I use deodorant regularly and I actually, I don't get pit stains anymore. So something happened in middle school where that corrected itself. Maybe it was like like a puberty, (laughs) like. Thing you know or what? Something. Yeah, probably. They were like, now we, we have a lot that- of sweat in here. We need to get out quickly. <laughs> and then they got it out, you uh, know. And by they, I, I mean your internal body things. <laughs> <laughs> All the people inside. All the people inside of you is what oh I mean. Oh, my God. I'm just All those nose that- gays inside of you. <laughs> I remember being in class and, like, wanting to raise my hand because, obviously, I wanted to, no! like, say my answer. And Stevie, instead oh, of raising my hand... Instead of raising it up like this, yeah, I would keep my bicep down and raise oh, my forearm. No, that I makes I know me the answer. So sad. <laughs> you could have really Isn't that your sad? sweating could have like 
ruin you could be on a completely different trajectory right now if you had not been able to raise your forearm because you could have just kept your hand down <gasps> and then who would you be and oh all God. due to sweating oh my god where were the dress shields people that is so sad yeah okay so do you have like a collection of do you go through a deodorant in two to three months is what you're saying? Or you you decide to stop using one? Like, do you have a collection of deodorants, like, as no, if they're books on I, a shelf? Because <laughs> that no, would be I really feel like, cool. I feel like I use them until they're done. And then I'm like, eh, I didn't think that worked well. That is a think, rapid pace in really? my mind. I think. Every two to three months? I don't look know. This up. How oh, long? that seems normal for Logan. Oh, no. How I was saying, I don't oh, think no, it, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, Logan, now you're bullying me? So the two sorry. Of you? How long? Oh, no, sorry. I meant it doesn't seem normal. <laughs> a stick of deodorant. I hear Logan typing as if she does not trust that you're it's like, able to. No, look at this. Okay, this person says, How much deodorant do you use a year? And they say four to six deodorants each year. So that no. translates. That sounds translates to two to three. Wow, am I underusing? That means you are in great shape. I think that's amazing and such. A I don't. Lucky no, no, thing. no. I'm. I did. There is a. <clears throat> there is a mystery bigger than the eel mystery here, and it is. <laughs> I daily I apply deodorant, and I'm talking like an application includes both pits, of course, multiple swipes. Yeah, well, and I then, usually go like one, two, three. Yeah, one, two, three. Yeah. Okay, and that's your typical, and that's also mm-hmm. my typical. And you're not, and you're not doing a reapplication double up situation. I you are, am. you are. Okay. I am because it's like I'll take a shower. Mystery. Song. I'll do it. I'll do Mystery it before. Song. Yeah. Okay. And and you know what? I actually use it before bed too. Really? Well, it's just deodorant, so it's not that bad. But if it was antiperspirant, I oh. will use antiperspirant if it's like, <laughs> I think I've talked about this before, if it's like a shoot week. Like if, okay. if I'm in yeah. like a that prolonged high stress situation <laughs> in which I'm very close to people, I will yeah. put on antiperspirant. I also have noticed about myself, it's it's totally a subconscious thing. But if I have mm-hmm. like a really big, important meeting Mm-hmm. I will use antiperspirant because I don't even realize that my nerves will cause me to sweat and, and in my mind smell. And so I'll like, but I sparingly use it because I know that it's not great for you. And also I find oh. that like an antiperspirant will kind of last for more than you put it on. Even if you take a shower and scrub your pits, it's like a it's residual hard to take situation. Yeah. yeah. These things that say like last 72 hours, I'm like, that's actually that's that's good. dangerous. That's good. I also like, okay, in your exploration of brands, do you stick to the like female advertised area or do you branch no. out? Okay, tell, I tell me about it. actually more regularly get men's deodorant. Um. Because of the smell, I really I, oh, yes. don't like a lot of the female scents. Because I'm like, I don't I? want, I don't want my natural body smell to mix with mango smell. Oh my god, because that's I was going to create fruit smell. Ew, you yeah, know they have like freaking sense. scented tampons too. When you accidentally get a oh, scented tampon box, and you're like, crap. God, and it's I did like, not know that. What? <laughs> Yes, they make oh, scented oh, tampons. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes, and yes. they and they choose. I don't know Lavender. in the beauty industry who decided that these were like smells that women wanted. First of all, 
if you've ever encountered a, a scented tampon before, the the aftermath of a scented, my <laughs> God, there is nothing worse. Um, but also like, yeah, the fruitiness notes that they yeah. have and like women's deodorant. I just, it's mind blowing to me. Like, why would you want to smell like artificial fruit? Is that something that women want that we don't know about? Like, is that you something know, men are like, mm, I like when women smell like, you know, rotten fruit. It's nasty. It's also like uh, so much of this is advertising, right? Like, we're like, we have to smell good. So how do we smell good? By associating ourselves with good smelling yeah. things. Like, the whole... I do I do like smelling good, I will say. Yeah, that's why wear perfume. I, as not, not a shocking surprise to anyone, only live in the male uh, deodorant space. Yeah. Um, and recently, I did have a, a gay man call me out on my limited scope of like the implication was that like I was a teenager I'm not wearing axe but like I do like an <laughs> old spice situation that's what and I'm doing today you're old spice okay yeah. okay so this is acceptable I felt a little called oh. out uh by the there was like a tisk tisk in the old spice as if I was a teenager but I I think it's okay it's classic I think it's okay yeah okay I have your blessing <laughs> All right, I could talk about deodorant apparently for days, but we're trying something <laughs> new this season. Um, and that is ending the episodes, perhaps, or at least this episode, with what we're calling the awkward moments of the week, uh, mm. which is just an ingenious title. I I didn't really <laughs> discuss us bunching that up before just saying it now. Um, but we figured, like, you know, we all have awkward social encounters that happen in our daily lives. You guys know that I really do. Um, <laughs> and so why not pick amongst the moments, present them to each other, and ask for advice uh for the next time and how, how to make them less awkward. Less I see, awkward. Purposefully, yes. I, I made this this intro and explanation extra awkward uh, for the sake of the bit. So um, so we are done discussing your awkward moment of the week. Yeah, my awkward <laughs> moment was transitioning into this segment. <laughs> well, boy, do I have an awkward moment for you. Okay, so mm -hmm. I'm in New York. I'm at this festival. It's basically like a conference. Right. You're there talking to a bunch of people. And every day at the end of this festival, there was um, there were rooftop drinks where you could meet people. It was a really friendly, casual environment. I ended up meeting um, this guy who's probably about our age. Super cool. We just had such we were vibing. OK. And I really was like, OK, I, I actually do think this guy and I will be friends. Right. But I feel like. There's always a time when I have this, when I'm like getting to know a guy where I feel like I have to make sure he knows that we are just going to be friends. Yeah. Like this is just going to be platonic. I feel like, I just feel like that has to happen. And I hate that I feel that that has to happen. 
But do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you're looking for like an organic way to introduce the fact that you have a husband without pointing out the fact that that's what you're doing. But everyone knows that that's what you're doing. Okay, so you get the 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 instinct to do that, right? Yeah, mine's that mine's the I'm gay. Like, how do we introduce that? But how? uh Yeah, to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So this one, I'm looking for ways to tell this guy like. Zach exists, but like I don't know why you really need to know that at this point. In the, <laughs> yeah. At this point in the conversation, yeah. I don't know why you need to know that. But it comes up because after chatting for a long time, he's like, actually, so you know, he's he lives in LA, is in New York just for the festival too. He's like, I actually have a few tickets to the Yankees game. Um, mm. Do you want to come? A few friends and I are going. You want to come? And. I was like, yeah, that would be so much fun, but it's on a Saturday. And that's like a day that, I don't know, I feel like weekend days, it's like, that's family time days. <laughs> so I feel like in this moment, I'm like, okay, I just need to make sure he knows that this is not a date thing or a romantic thing. This is just friends going out thing. So instead of saying like, oh, that would be so much fun, but I have plans with my husband or something like that, I said, um, I would love to come, but I have a husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was so mortified. Wait, as what was his I, reaction? Did you laugh at yourself? Like, what was I the did. Mo- okay, 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 yeah. So I yeah. laughed and I was like, oh, that was weird. Oh, no, no, I didn't say that was weird, but I laughed. But I didn't have much time to laugh because his response was like, oh, Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I saw your ring. Don't worry. I'm actually great with husbands. Yeah, you should totally come. I'm and it great got so with husbands? freaking weird. It was so freaking weird. It was reciprocated. The awkwardness was reciprocated with I'm good with husbands, oh. I think. I think you're okay because that may have out-awkwarded <laughs> your statement. Right. And then I felt like I had to overcompensate. And I was like, you don't have to say that. I know that you weren't trying to do anything. Like, because he's like, I noticed the ring But that's on your not finger. even true. Don't wear. <sighs> it was just awkward. Awkward begets awkward. Okay. Yeah. So like, I'm sorry, but I have a husband. What the what? hell kind of excuse is that? You were almost there. You were almost saying. What I wanted to say was, I would love to come. Just so you know. This is a yeah. platonic thing, but that's a weird well, thing. Well, no, no, I think assume. that's more awkward. Yeah, I, I think that what happened was he gave you, he set you up for awkwardness because by saying I have a couple of tickets to Yankees, yeah, um, baseball game. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, <laughs> he was asking you out. Like, there's no other. Uh, no, I disagree. Well, because if you had said. Well, okay. I need some more context for the rest of the conversation then, because if you're if he says I have a couple of tickets and asks you tickets. to go somewhere, a few tickets. Oh no, no. I yeah. need he clarification. Was, was it a yeah, few yeah, yeah. or he a said, couple? I have a few. He said I have four tickets to a game. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was friendly. Well, then you should have said, "Is it okay if my husband comes?" Oh, okay. That is, it okay? is the solution there. But you do. Even saying my that husband would is love awkward. to come to this baseball game with you yeah. and, and us and yeah. your friends. Yeah, man, I just met uh, right <laughs> now who's inviting me to something. My husband would love. Yeah, you say say it so you can feel it. My husband. Okay, my husband <laughs> would love to come. My husband would love to come. My husband 
would love to come. In fact, you should meet my husband. My husband would love to come. Okay, you yeah, know who loves good. baseball? My husband. My husband. He's a huge fan. Of- I don't like the assumption that like any, um, in my case, as a heterosexual woman, any person of the opposite sex um, is a potential something. Yeah. I don't like that assumption. I like to go into like, it's an assumption that they're making. Though. Um, but it's one that I'm trying to correct for. Like I'm aware of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's so, something that you have to deal with, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm just like, how do we why can't I mean, I guess it's like maybe I can enter situations like I'm fucking married. <laughs> no, you should just learn to shake with your left hand. <laughs> or say like I only only do a fist bump and then just take your left hand (laughs) out for the fist bump and aim high (laughs) I gotta say the situation in general seems really awkward to me but you seem to to handle that social situation well like the situation of like when you said like and there were drinks every night which was a casual way to mingle that sounds like a nightmare to me I don't want a casual way to mingle with people that I don't know (laughs) I hate that even when I'm at a party with people I do know I like (laughs) to sit in the corner and then just like look out at everyone every social situation is awkward this is like the requirement of this it's basically business yeah so I had to do it but it doesn't it doesn't bother me as much as it seems to. Yeah. But I think you and Zach are similar. Well, we both love baseball. <laughs> okay, so that's my advice to you. I have okay. just always a plethora of awkward moments to choose from. <laughs> so I'm going in my head through. Okay, I was fortunate enough to get a massage. <laughs> oh, Logan's I love it already. Perfect. Deep tissue, Swedish, hot stone. What are we working with? Yeah, it's it's like a Swedish massage. And um, we have kind of gathered like a a small collection of people who come to the house to give you a massage, which is like a relatively new experience for me. But essentially what happened was like, you know, we found one woman who came to the house and we told Cassie, like told a neighbor about it. And then that neighbor was like, oh, you should try my person that comes to the house and so then we'd try that person so now we mm-hmm. have like three or four people and i and i have a ranking in my head of of who i like <laughs> but anyway so i'm getting this massage and you know you're you they they leave the room when you take your clothes off underwear's on okay, okay. underwear's on there's no question <laughs> there for me but this is it's a topless situation okay because sure. yes yeah you got to yeah you got to okay. get the massage but i was laying down on on my stomach and as as one does to start the massage and um you know she pulled down the sheet and i thought to myself have have my boobs strayed have i have have mm-hmm. my boobs strayed out right how you've far... like lost sensation in your nipples uh, yeah yeah yeah, and you yeah, don't yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i was like how far and then i was like okay if i were having the aerial view that she's having would i have like a nice like boob peeking situation or is my right boob just freaking flapping out out <laughs> and then i was like i think my right boob might be out i think it might be out but i'm unsure and now she's giving me the massage and like i'm acting like a normal person who's not thinking about her right boob maybe being out and i'm not going to reach up and like feel if my right boob is out why not wait 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 why not i felt as if that was weird i don't want to reach up and like 
touch my boobs with this woman in the room who's giving me a massage. Who's touching your body, too. Yeah. I don't know. I So I just convinced myself my right boob was not out and that it was fine. But then I just, like, had this view of, like, me laying down, like, nicely. And then just, like, my right boob is just, like, <laughs> sprawled to the side. And she's, like, giving me Hanging this hour plus table. long yeah, massage. And she's, like, why is this woman's entire right boob, like, smooshed out of her body oh. onto the side? And she's not doing anything about it. So tell me, <laughs> what do you do if your right boob is out during a massage? You, you just put the left one in. out. You put the left one out. <laughs> you have to even it out, number one. Number two, it is very important that you hear this and our audience <laughs> members hear this. It is your body and you need to make sure you are comfortable at all times. Yeah. And I feel like it spas, wasn't that comfortable massages, for, for my right all boob. of those places <laughs> make us like they put us in a little bit of an uncomfortable place, ah, right? Yes. So you're like, is it is it weird if I'm not if, like if I take my clothes off or I put them on? It's like doesn't matter what's normal. You should make sure you're full comfortable. And I know I'm getting serious. No, I like <laughs> this that awkward preach. moment. Yeah. You've got put your hand up there. See if it's there. Lift the sheet. Yeah. They have seen worse and weirder. Always. Yeah. That's, That's exactly very true. the method I take. And we'll talk about this with my sister, which is mm-hmm. at the gynecologist. They have seen worse and weirder. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh man. Oh. I bet you there's some similarities in that. And in the yeah. in the choice, not I mean, there's this this like leg lifting situation that happens where I'm like, if you weren't wearing underwear, it might as well be a gynecological exam. (laughs) Did I say that word? (laughs) You did. You did. Oh, but that is so awkward. Anyway, you you lose. I I understand. And I and and I just I thought it was like nipple out first too, like more of a pointing situation. Like the beach is that way, you know. And I couldn't I couldn't decide. (laughs) And I was just like, oh God, I hope it wasn't. I hope my right boob wasn't pointing to the beach the whole time. You did turn around, right? I turned around. Go chest down. So then then there was no boob. So at least no, no. I went I went back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So then I knew. Then I could see the coverage (laughs) of ice. Yeah, I could feel the sheet. You could feel both of them were. Right. Then it's like, is my We're right covered. cheek out? <laughs> or what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's not that big. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like we've uh, solved a lot of people's issues when they have to introduce their husbands or tuck their right tit in. And also, um, you know, the questions that they might have about the origin of antiperspirant and what eel daddy is up to. I think we've covered <laughs> a lot of ground today. So... Thanks for listening to Best Friends Back All Right. You can catch brand new episodes every Friday. Make sure you follow so you don't miss an episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review. You can follow at Mythical Pods on TikTok for clips to share with family and friends. You can follow Nagin at Nagin and me everywhere at Stevie W. Levine. And of course, you can hear me every Monday through Friday on Good Mythical Morning with Rhett Link at YouTube.com slash Good Mythical Morning. I'll see you there. Oh, by the way, Zach, my husband, would love to see you there. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll whine about that. (laughs) Thanks.